Welcome in everybody. Win Daily Sports. It's MLB preview again. Tony Dixon Cotillo, Dave Gleckner, NL East, DFS, and it should say season-long preview, uh, but I didn't fit it in on top, but that's okay. Uh, what we decided to do is break down each division and talk about from a season-long and DFS perspective, guys that we like, guys maybe we're eh, worrying about. We really don't know what the values are going to be yet. We probably have an idea. Uh, if you ask us, we could probably be in that range, but these are guys you want to look at uh, you know, for your upcoming fantasy baseball season. As always, Code word win big for your free week. You go to windailysports.com. Make sure you're locking in. You can go to your Discord for free. You can check out the articles we have, the projection models. We'll have home run prop models again this year. Uh, we'll do a lot of fun things as well. Uh, you're going to see me and Dave a lot. Uh, Dave will be writing. Uh, Dave will be throwing some videos out there. I'll be putting some home run prop videos. And most importantly, me and Dave will be do doing a show together on Thursdays and also on Sirius every Sunday morning uh, from 7 to 9, as well as the boys we'll have jason and see you on on saturdays from five to seven and we'll have joel uh you know a cast of guys joel and jason joel and see you joel and tony dave and joel whoever you're going to see a couple guys on fridays from eight to ten dave we're going to own weekends on serious bro and, and what a year to own weekends this mlb season coming up is just going to be fresh with a lot of great stories huge moves this year throughout all the divisions, all the big teams. It's going to be one that's going to be a lot of fun covering and a lot of fun bringing you the news and the insights and the added edges that we see that we have and want to bring you so you can win your lineups and your season long leagues. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's going to be fun. And 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 listen, we we have to start off with with the big one here, right? And we're going to keep the best for last. Okay, so we get right into the NL East, and you know, let, let's just start off with the Washington Nationals. Now, I, listen, this is going to be easy one, okay? Um, you know, I'm not going to – we're not going to predict places or anything. We're talking about players. We want to win some money on the actual players uh, that you're going to be drafting in the next month or so uh, that we're going to be picking for our, our DFS uh, contest. Now, Dave, one thing I, I want to mention, uh, throw it out this for the audience, but, you know, I'm thinking of starting maybe, you know, a 20-man weekly – uh, win daily league on DraftKings, you know, something small, man, you're throwing like five hours a week. Uh, you know, you got 20 guys get in and you play for first, second place, man. Every Friday, it's just whatever that lineup is for just on Fridays. Uh, did, I used to do it before. Uh, shout out Mike Barner, great dude, uh, writes for a lot of great sites. Um, he used to run it and it was fun, man. It was like every Friday night. I knew that was MLB night. Yeah, so you just cool. played your MLB lineup Friday nights, you know, and it was great, man. So I, th I think maybe we'll start something like that up for anybody who's getting involved. But right off the bat, Washington Nationals, man. Uh, you know, who are we even talking about when it comes to the Washington Nationals from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, just look at the offseason real quick here because it was quick for the Nationals. They lost names. Luke Voigt, 40-year-old, well, no, probably 50-year-old Nelson Cruz. So nothing of value. They brought in a couple pieces. Dominic Smith from the Mets they brought over. They also brought over Jameer Candelario from the Tigers. The third baseman started a handful of games for him. So nothing real, you know, earth-shattering uh, that made some waves, seismic waves across NL East. But what we'll say going into the season for the Nats, a couple of names I like, and I know you like one I'll save for the pitching area, but – 
on offense, Joey Manessis really came up at the end of last year and, and really, you know, raised some eyebrows in 56 games. He hit 324, hit 13 homers, 34 RBIs. He was a top prospect in the organization, even before the Soto trade and everything. So I think, you know, we got to keep an eye on him this year. I'd like him for season long leagues. And we talked about this earlier in DFS. He has roster flexibility. He's first base, he's outfield, he's DH. So you can do a couple of things with him. And let's keep an eye on C.J. Abrams this year because the 22-year-old was the key piece coming over from the Soto trade. Uh, going to probably, you know, he's going to be shortstop. You know, on off days, they might throw him in at second base if they need to. But um, he's a guy that, you know, he shined for a little bit here and there in his 44 games played with the Nats. But um, they're looking for big things from him. So on offense, those are two guys. I could see myself with a little Dominic Smith. Not in season long, but you know, certain nights in fantasy, um, because he does have that pop, especially from the left side. But there's not much else on this uh pretty bad team. No, but no, there's team. not. There, there, there's not. I mean, listen, you mentioned Dominic Smith, who he is like he has he has a chance to be this team's like Adam Dunn. You know, he's gonna strike out yeah. a lot, uh, but he's gonna be a power piece in the lineup, so he'll get some pictures to hit. Um Victor Robles, I mean, listen, Robles to me. Uh, was an FFVP monster at, at times. He's going to be very, very, very low owned. He's going to be very low valued. Um, but listen, if he can give you those two to seven, three to seven points a night, it you know for twenty one, twenty two hundred dollars. I mean, you you can't do worse. Okay, I mean, you could do worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, you could do worse. Um, but one guy I really like in a rotation who I think is going to grow even more is Josiah Gray. Now, you know, obviously, listen, the guy is far from a finished piece, okay? I think we know that. He's 25 years old, uh, but he throws heat. He throws gas. Uh, and, and, you know, if you can get this guy, you know, in 2022, last year, he did have 154 strikeouts, yep. okay? Uh, so he has that K potential in 148 innings. So uh, you look at that, like, okay, this we can build on something here. So if they can get this guy right uh this could be a guy to target because again dave like he's on a bad team he's going to get that call every four to five days and he's you know again he's not going to win a lot of games but he's going to strike guys out we talked about that k potential uh for dfs so i think uh that's something that i like right there with Josiah. yeah and i love it i'm riding the jose gray train as well because look his slider and curve were kind of unhittable last year, 38% whiff rate and 32% whiff rate on those pitches respectively. So the guy just needs some polish. I, I think he has a lot of upside. Another guy I'll look at from the staff, Mackenzie Gore, keep an eye on. When he came up Ooh. late April last year for San Diego, uh, he had nine games where he had a 1.5 ERA. His last eight, I don't even want to talk about. And that's when he ended up getting the, uh, the elbow inflammation, didn't end up pitching for the Nationals. So a guy that was, you know, one of the top three, four prospects in the Padres organization did flash for about two months there um, and then faded. And I think a lot of it had to do with the elbow. So Gray and Gore are two guys I'll look at in that rotation. And the one I won't is Patrick Corbin, who they're rolling back uh -huh. out there. Him of the 6.31 ERA and a 6-19 and record. But, they, hey, he's due 25 mil this year and 35 mil next year. They got to throw him out there. They have to. They have to. And thank God they signed him and we didn't. Yeah. Um, Javon checking in says, love Gray. Exactly. If he can cut down on the home runs. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if he can get that control, Javon, I, I tell you, man, he, he's going to be a solid gem. Uh, our man C with the best hair checking in. Messing around. This Mark McGuire kid could be pretty great, too. He says, give me Ozzie Smith and Terry Pendleton. He so who did you like better, Pendleton, didn't Mark man. McGuire or pimpled up Mark McGuire? Oh, yeah, man. Poor good. Mark, man. Poor Mark. <laughs>
Uh, he Javon our favorite Patrick love to beat him, and and I hit those home run props against him all the time, man. I and I will say the one thing about a Patrick Corbin pitch game is you might only get about two innings and one time through the lineup with him. You know, as much as you can stack lineups and, and pound against Patrick Corbin, sometimes those pitchers also lead us to a high bullpen game and don't get as much expected outcome. But but anytime he pitches. You know, look for those those heavy stacks on the other side. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Now let's move. Let's move to a, a formidable foe uh, in, in the Miami Marlins, and obviously, um, you know how will they adjust without Dom Mattingly? Uh, here's what I will say about the Marlins. I, I think they could be better than people expect, and what they're going to be built upon, Dave. In my opinion, they, obviously, listen, Alcantara, Alcantara, yeah. whatever way you want to say it. You know. They have a, a nice rotation, right? I, I, again, they have a nice rotation. Now, obviously, let's see if 6-0 Sanchez can regain his his form. Uh, uh, you know, uh, injury-riddled beginning, we get it. Uh, but listen, wh- whether it's Lazardo, whether it's Trevor Rogers, you have Johnny Cueto, that good veteran. But not only that, Dave, the offense to me has a lot of PPP guys, positive point production guys, because these guys, I, I see a lot of two for four nights, these guys, a lot of stolen bases, a lot, you know, a lot of extra base hits. So I don't know, Dave, I, this team, I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking a little bit from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I like where you're hitting, especially at the rotation, you know, at the top Alcantara and Lizardo are, are just Aces, righty, lefty combo. But, you know, don't sleep on Edward Cabrera. He came up last year and really started to, you know, use a lot of that stuff. He's a power capacity. Yeah, there you go, Javon. <laughs> we were right on cue. I'm Always, a big baby. Fan. Six and four, 3.01 ERA to close out the year. 75 Ks and 71 innings. I remember he pitched a game against the Phillies. He made him look silly. Um, I like his stuff. I like his makeup. He's got a lot of fire. So, and then the addition of Cueto, like you said, I think is really interesting because – Listen, he wasn't on a team in spring training last year. And then the White Sox signed him about a month in, and he ended up firing about 150 plus innings. Uh, so, you know, somewhere in the mid three year, right? 3.35 to be exact. And, and was a good piece for him. He's a workaholic. That's what yep. people say about him. That's how he got a job after spring training. He's in the gym, he's working. Can't strike people out like he did anymore, but became this creative pitcher. That's good for a young rotation. So I'm with you. I think it does them really, really well. Um, from a standpoint of, you know, that rotation. And then, as you said, on offense, one of the biggest moves, getting Luis Reyes from the Twins. They had to give up something to get him. Pablo Lopez is a big give. And so is Jose Salas, a young 19-year-old shortstop. But Reyes could turn this team around. And what it's done, they've also brought in Gene Segura, who we know very well. Yep. And they're projecting moving Jazz Chisholm to center field because of these moves. Um, I think the range is really bad on the infield, but they all have arms. And now putting a second baseman out in the outfield, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be stuff I got to keep an eye on. But they do have some nice bats in there, and they do have some nice fantasy sleepers. They do. And it, it, it goes back to our previous video talking about, you know, DFS strategy when you're building your lineup. And Javon asked about, you know, stacking bad teams, right? I don't necessarily think the Marlins are going to be a terrible team but they're going to be a team that i don't think a lot of people are going to place a lot of emphasis on and i think these are guys that you'll be able to get in your lineup after you take your stacks and your studs i mean you mentioned listen gene segura was a formidable every week between 32 and 3800 dollars on DraftKings. very rarely was he above four grand 
And if you can get a guy like a Gene Segura at 3,500, 3,600, that could go two for four, like you mentioned, Dave, steal a base, you know, knock in an RBI, you're gold. Right, yep. your goal, and and people are not going to put a lot of stock into this team. So, uh, listen, everybody's going to be on Chaz. We already know that they're going yeah. they're going to be on him. He's going to cover a freaking baseball game for Christ's sake, right? We yeah. we know that. But besides that, you know, I I think there's a lot. Even Jorge Soler, you know, you know, oh, yeah. or Solor, Solor, you know, I, I, listen, or whatever, yeah, right. You know, um, listen, I will say this. I do. I like you said. I like Garcia a lot. Um, I you know, again, he's one of those he's an FFVP guy for me, man. He does a lot and, you know, he does a lot and, you know, he has the ability to, uh, to, to get you that PPP. Oh, you know who was that this little Joey Wendell was always, yeah, he was always a a pain in the side and would always put up these couple of games, you know, string three, four hits in a game. No Um, batting gloves. No batting gloves. Love those guys. That was the old uh, Vladimir bringing him back into the conversation. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, but Definitely. yeah, Moise Talou was another no batting gloves guy. But yes, he, he was. Something else to his hands before every at bat. Ozzy uh, Smith. Ozzy Smith yeah. was no batting gloves too. Yeah. But don't yeah. forget, Reyes led the AL in batting last year. You know, yes. he, he kind of took away the the luster of the Aaron Judge triple crown. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, like, like you you have the AL batting champ on your team, man. Like, yep. you know, again, John Bertie. Another guy, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they have some formidable names on this team that I think, uh, you know, they, they can really help you from a fancy perspective. Now, you know, w- w- you know, we have to get to the, the, the meat potatoes here, yeah. right? These, these three teams, uh, teams. Uh, right? Exactly. All right. Let's start off, uh, you know, with the Atlanta Braves. Now, yeah, Atlanta is always, I don't care if they lost Dansby Swanson. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, they have such a great nucleus on this team. Okay, with Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Michael Harris, right? And then, listen, they go out and they they get a, a interesting lot of money, uh, you know, they, they, in, in getting Sean Murphy. Yeah, uh, you know who they obviously really loved, man. Right? You know, they extended Spencer Strider. Uh, we already know from a pitching perspective they're solid, but are you buying into the Sean Murphy effect, man? Like they they went all in for this cat. No, and we Tony, we liked him out in Oakland. Um, he yeah. was a guy that we could, you know, use on various occasions. Now you say you don't like to pay up for catcher, and he started getting priced out a little bit, he but did. he's a guy that, that definitely could put up some solid numbers and nights. And I do like him. I do think it's a somewhat of an upgrade, but they still have Travis Darno, and I still think they'll you know, I don't think it's one of those that's you know, you know, breaks the screen here. I, I think it's right. you know, it's a nice pickup for them. I think more where they're invested is. That Dansby Swanson move is going to hurt them from some standpoint. I just know it's going to sure. happen. But the investment in Vaughn Grissom is real. Um, they've really played him over the winter, really getting him a ton of reps at shortstop, getting him ready to be that incumbent now. Um, so they're just like the what you said about them. They're always stacked and loaded. Bringing up Michael Harris was the rookie of the year. Spencer Strider was second. Um, a guy that was pegged for the bullpen that they had to plug in a uh, you know emergency start and then started blowing people away and they're like wait we might have something here and here you go i mean they are ripe with talent they're they're just such a fantastically run team um they have so many pieces that they're able to plug in um but yeah i mean the sean murphy effect i don't think is gonna be great i mean i i liked william Contreras last year who they ended yeah. up having to give up and send him to milwaukee as part of the deal um but I, what i do like is the one thing we got to point out Mike Soraka might be back. And if we get all that back and you're going in a rotation that has all these other fantastic names, um, they, they are five deep 
um, in the rotation. And they and they've re restacked the bullpen a little bit too as well. Where I, I just think this team is always, always, you know, just deep in every part. And and you gotta give credit to the front office. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, 100%. I mean, you're, you're, you, you mentioned, you know, the rotation, right? I mean, listen, Max Freed, Strider, right? Uh, listen, I don't know. Is Charlie Morton going to be still okay? You know, he's a flamethrower, man. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? So, uh, listen, I, I, I get it. That's the thing, man. Like, it, it's all about pitching. Their bullpen is very strong, man. Very strong. So, again, last year, we're going to get to the Phillies, but you know, the, when the Phillies face the Braves, it, listen, everything just has to click and it did. So, um, but it can go either way. It could go the other way this year. Who knows? But from a fancy perspective, listen, any team that has Ronald Acuna Jr. who really bothered me a little bit, you know, from a baseball standpoint, I think he got very lack of days going lazy in those playoffs, which I, I, I really didn't like, uh, but listen, from a DFS perspective, fancy perspective, I don't care if he drops 30 balls. Yeah, but that's not hurt my score. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't matter, right? We just want we need to mash the baseball. Mash the baseball. Uh, Javon says, don't forget about yeah. Kyle Wright, who saw exactly it, it, that's their big three. So that, you know, after Strider, you know, and he got it, the you know, one win Strider Wright, 17 think, wins. Yeah, and I think he got the one win against the Phillies. I'm where they were able to get game one against Freed, but Wright pitched that great game too. And then the Phillies obviously had the earthquake at the CVP in games yep. three and four. But no, right pitch really, really well last year. And even in the playoffs, he impressed me a ton. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's go to the Mets, the LOL Mets, right? Listen, yeah, the uh, the LLL, the LOL Mets, right? Which everybody thinks. There's a know, lot that to, to digest here in this offseason. I mean, listen, we went around and around and around like the Carlos Correa saga. Yeah. My Lord. Uh, I swear. Hey, yeah. I, I never seen such a crazy, crazy thing in my life. Um, again, Jacob DeGrom gone. Uh, wow. You know, it's, uh, it, it, you know, I, I'm not going to say I, I didn't expect it. I, I absolutely, uh, you know, expected it. Right. Uh, but I think. Let me ask you this because the, the one name that's gonna I'm gonna start off with, and this this is very important when it comes to season long fantasy. So I'll get a season long fantasy question here. Uh Edwin Diaz, unbelievable stud uh as a closer. Now, Dave, to me, their most valuable piece right there. Um, you know, from a a, a fantasy perspective from season long, you know, I, I was a big guy back in the day when I played season long. Uh, every you know, I I have like three or four different leagues. I wanted a dominant closer, like I because there, there's not many because so many people do co you know closer by committee. So you know there's probably only five that are studs, and I wanted one of them. I think Edward Diaz is that guy. See that guy for you? He is, and I agree with you. I I hate closers in season long fantasy because they're so volatile. Yep. But if you can get one of the top five, you you hit it on the head. Um, you can you can reduce that volatility and play some games with three, four names and later in the draft and just hope one hits, right? I don't want to play the game. I'm hoping two hit out of eight. Um, I, I, I want to get that one in there last year. I kind of, I missed on one that I really liked in Liam Hendricks. He had a rough year, but he was coming off some good years, but those are the types of guys, guys that are cemented into that position. And there's not that many anymore, but Diaz definitely is only, only concern I have with Diaz is that he just got a big contract. Uh, he had yeah. a really bad year for the Mets coming over from the trade from Seattle. And then now he ramped it back up when the money was due. When rent's due, this guy's good. Now that it's paid, 
what is he? And that's my only concern. But other than that, I mean, I love the trumpet. I really do. I, I, yeah, I, I do. I, I'm, I, do. I hate to admit it. I, I love do. it though. I do. <laughs> I, but, do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He, he is, he's, he's one of the top three I would target for season long. Yeah. Listen, let me ask you real quick about the rotation because I'm not, I, I see a lot of it saying it, it, it stacks up as one of the best in baseball. I'm not sold. I'm a, I'm a guy who firmly believes that eventually father time, I, I, I say the same yeah. a lot. There's two people on defeat in this world, mother nature and father time. And when father time says, yo, shut it down. You got to shut it down. Not saying completely, but I'm just saying Max Scherzer. I know you just had a baby. Great. But still a lot of innings lies on that shoulder. Right. Justin Verlander. Love you, dude. I do. I wish we would have signed you for a year in Philadelphia. Uh, but a lot of innings lies on that arm. Right. Quintana. Can he come over and be that same guy he was for St. Louis? Uh, you know, and then you're you're hoping for a solid year again from Carrasco. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I don't know, Dave, like as one of the best in baseball. I, I, I don't think so. That's just me. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I respect it. I think it's probably top six, seven, but yeah, not, not one or two. You're right. The H thing concerns me, especially in season long drafts when the, yes. the, the concerning part about age isn't as much as will they perform and give you some numbers? They will absolutely, but will they finish the season? And then yes. that's the biggest concern. When do you need to win in fantasy baseball in, you know, August and September? And are those guys still pitching by then? That That's what concerns me a little bit. So I will not pay high value for either Scherzer or Verlander in season long. Uh, DFS, different story. Obviously, you can pick matchups in the right pace. Yep. But I'll say this much about Verlander. Uh, he was a creative pitcher last year, a very good pitcher last year. But he's not facing the Rangers, the A's, and the Angels anymore. He's got the Phillies and Braves. And even that tricky line we talked about with the Marlins, um, I, I just don't know how long that he can hold on to you know, fooling people. Because uh, that's really what he, he resided to last year. Um, much more off-speed stuff, much more reliance on the slider, and even adapted into a curveball. So don't know. I don't know. So I'm a little doubting that. But I, what I don't doubt is that they're an overall really, really good team. But they're also now the highest salary in MLB history. And that comes with pressure. So we're going to have to see. But one of the biggest ones, Tony, I'm looking at in this whole Mets lineup is Brett Beatty. Let's keep an eye on him. Ooh. Mets number two prospect came up last year, played 11 games. They started, they started getting a little uneasy with Eduardo Escobar, even though he had a good September. Uh, there was a point, and obviously they got rid of Dominic Smith at some point and, and, and just put him on the shelf. If Escobar starts slow, I really like Beatty in some of these long seasons, stash him on your bench kind of deals. So I'm keeping an eye on him. Mets number one prospect is Francisco Alvarez, a catcher. But now that they brought in a few this offseason, I think uh, he might be on the, you know, in AAA for the full year, at least two thirds of it. Yeah, listen, I this is a a lineup that is going to be a very very favorite stack on a yeah. lot of nights, right? I mean, obviously, when you have the power of Alonzo and the average at uh, the batting champ of McNeil, and you have Lindor who really finally showed, listen, I am the guy that yep. you signed, right? Uh, listen, Sterling Marte is an Love absolute him. stud if he can just stay healthy. Uh, right? I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the true. only problem with Marte. And, and Nemo can do a lot. And, and Nemo is going to be one – Brandon Nemo is going to be one of those guys that's going to be those low-owned value guys in your DFS lineup. So – uh, but for season long, Dave, I will say this: Give me Lindor all day, all I, like any day. I want if you ask me out of that lineup, 
my one guy I'm targeting for season long, it's Francisco Lindor. I think you're right. I think I lean that way too. I mean, I like Alonzo a ton, but I think the position of shortstop's a lot thinner. That yeah. I, I do like Lindor, and 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 the speed game could come back and play this year. I I want to get your opinion on the Japanese pitcher coming over, Kodai yeah. Senga. Uh, you know, he's got this ghost fork ball that they've been talking about. But one thing we got Oof. going on, and Mark Conha, right, uh, Javon, I was going to mention him as well. He was a Philly killer at times. Um, really nice utility player. Um, but this Senga guy, I'm just curious what your feel is on him in season long because what they play in Japanese is not what they play here. It's a smaller baseball, tighter spin rates, higher spin rates. I don't know if it can transition. You know, I go back to Dasuke Matsuyama, right? And yep. it didn't quite transition as quickly and easily as it could have they take some time are you big on Senga so here's what I'll say about Senga you know I think he's in a very favorable spot and the only reason why I say that is because a lot of times when we see these Japanese pitchers come over you know they're they're already you know they're vaulted into that number two starter role maybe even possibly number one he's going to be facing a lot of fourth or fifth True. starters on the other team yeah um, Right, because he's because he's in a in a stacked rotation, right? Yeah. With, even though I don't think it's one of the best in baseball, like you said, I think between six and ten is where I would place him, and I think that's very, very good. So you already come in and you don't have to overdo it, right? I mean, he was eleven and six with a one point eight nine ERA in twenty three games last year. Uh he struck out one hundred and fifty nine and one hundred forty eight innings, only fifty walks. The big thing about him is going to be control, right? Like you said, and that fork ball. The thing about that fork ball is, even though, like you say, you make a great point, you know, it's not the same game, but at the same time, not a lot of pitchers to make league baseball throw a fork yeah. ball anymore, right? Yeah. So, I love it. You know, I love it, the fork ball. Yeah, it could be some time, but I think, you know, I, I really like the way they, they bring them in and they put them in the back end of that rotation because I think that just brings wins to me. That just brings yeah. wins. So keep an eye on him for season longs. If you're, you know, it depends where he's falling, but that's a great point. Season long wins are important, especially yes. in rotisserie and points based leagues. So I like it. Senga is a guy to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, now we get to the we need a drum roll here for the final five minutes. Uh, we 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 get to gloat a little bit, right? We get to gloat a little bit. Now I, I am going to gloat because I, I'm already hearing the whispers. Uh, you know, it, it, and it'll be a show for another day about how eh, maybe the Phillies only get 85 wins or 82 wins. Come on, man. Like, I, I get it. I, I understand it's hard to keep going back to back to back to back. I, I understand. But, Dave, this lineup, I I, I mean, I, and I get it. I, I understand. There's, you know, I'm trying. I'm taking a homer bias out of it. I really am. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you cannot look at this lineup and tell me last year was a fluke, right? You just you just can't. And you know, they they lost a couple pieces, but they bring in one person who is the absolute best trendsetter that they could have for this lineup in Trey Turner. Um, you know, he's one of the most purest hitters in Major League Baseball. You know, when when people who aren't Philadelphia understand the way in 07 and 08 and 09 and, and 2010, the way that offense continued to roll was because of a guy named Chase Utley, who, you know, even though, listen, Ryan Howard put up ridiculous numbers. And again, he, he put up Bryce Harper numbers. Bryce Harper put up Ryan Howard numbers. But the trendsetter was Chase Utley, and the trendsetter is going to be Trey Turner. Um, and Trey Turner is probably a better hitter than Chase Utley. Right. Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, you know, and, and when you think about that and you think about the way this lineup uh, and a guy like Cassianos, who is definitely going to be a better player this year. OK, he, he started to come on. He will be that guy. I mean, looking at this overall roster construction from a lineup perspective, we just talked about the Mets and we said they're going to be a very, very favorable stack on a lot of nights. I think the same will be for the Phillies. Am I correct? Yeah, you're you're 100 percent correct. I, I would I would rank them as the best lineup in this division. And that's, I would probably give the Braves two and Mets three. And I love the Mets lineup, but that's yep. how good all three of these teams are. Um, the fact that you bring Trey Turner and you mentioned it, Chase Utley is a very fair comparison just on the way the guy goes about his business as yes. well. Uh, very quiet, very stoic, and just does his job and plays hard every single time. I still show my kids the slide he did at CBP the other year when it just looks like he glided through that home plate as a Los Angeles Dodger. He's going to bring so many memories here. But when you can upgrade that position, and Segura was okay, um, yeah. but you know, he, and he was fine. But you're bringing in someone that can can really spark this offense. Now you move Hoskins out of the two hole and, and get him into a better position, maybe driving some runs. And don't forget, now we got a full year of Brandon Marsh and Bryson Stott, and you've really started to develop a team that is going to be very difficult um, to pitch against for for any pitcher going against the Phillies, especially in that ballpark. So yes, I think that lineup is going to be absolutely hinged by Trey Turner. Now, don't forget, Harper's out for about four months, right? Three, four months. We'll be getting back around the all-star break. Yeah, yeah, I I still think that it's very unlikely he comes back before August. I do. You know, I'm I'm looking. But it's okay. Yeah, which is fine. I'm still looking at September. Well, you still got, you know, Schwarber and Castellanos and March. So you got a fully outfitted outfield, and then you're just going to mix in some different players in different positions um, to play DH. So it's all good. One of the keys, I think, to this team, two of them, one, the reinvigoration or the um, recalibration of the bullpen, bringing in power arms and Kimbrel, Soto, and Strom. I don't need them all to be good. I just need one to be guy to mix in with Alvarado and our boy Dominguez in the back end because the bullpen, again, was a weakness throughout most of the regular season, why people thought we weren't going to succeed in the playoffs. But bringing in those three names with three that are already in there, they're a real steady force. So Philly's going to be great. And then one guy you really got to keep an eye on, a lot of people talking about him going to spring training is Andrew Painter. The 19, 20-year-old is 13 on Keith Law's list of prospects. Um, you got a lot of people looking at him. He had 155 strikeouts and 100 minor league innings last year, a plus-plus fastball, a plus-plus curve. The kid is the future. He's six, well, I think he's six seven, two fifteen. He's a rock. Um, one of the best pitching prospects, if not the best, in all majors. And the Phillies are being told they're rolling out a red carpet for this guy. They're going to give him every chance to make the number five spot. So when you got Nola, when you got Wheeler, uh, we love our boy Ranger, and now you added Taiwan Walker, and now you're going to throw this flamethrower 20-year-old kid in there. That's a darn good rotation. Yeah, it's 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 a great rotation. And I'm not saying that because I'm a homer, because you said the key thing, okay? You, you just talked about the bullpen, how deep this bullpen is. So... So when you you look at a Dave said this in our last preview on our last team when he talked about how wins are important in season long fantasy baseball. Well, the wins even get easier when you pitch for a team that has a reliable bullpen. So if you're a guy like Taiwan Walker, or you just date you, you didn't get the best of both worlds. Taiwan Walker's only got to go five and a third, right? That's all he's got to do. Get six innings. That's it. Six innings is basically a complete game. You know, if you get six innings and you get eight Ks and you get a win, you're solid. 
right? You're solid. So it makes these pitchers on this team that much more valuable from a fantasy perspective because that bullpen is so ridiculously deep. Um, again, health plays into it as well. Uh, but if everybody's healthy, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Now, Javon says the name I was going to bring up. We're yeah. on the same page again, man. Derek Hall, FFBP. Again, if he can build off what he did last season, and I think he will, man. It, there, the one thing I will say, and, and again, I can only speak to this from Philadelphia, right, because we're inside the city. But when you have such a, 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 a vibrant culture and energy within a clubhouse and an atmosphere where you enjoy playing the game when you, when, when basically you, you, there's no judgment zone, right? You're going in and you know that, you know, the players know how good you are and then they're going to have down games and they're not going to be calling you out. Right. And you know, they're just going to keep helping and helping. I'll say this Dave, before we get out of here and get the final thoughts. But one of the most important things about Bryson Stott last year was his hype guy was, was Bryce Harper. Yeah. So like, like people don't understand, like Bryce Harper worked one-on-one -on -one with Bryce and Stott. Like where, where do you see, do you think I'm going to say this? Do you think Manny Machado's work on one-on-one with anybody? Mm -hmm. No, no, that's not in his MO. Right. So th this is a very unselfish team, a team that just wants to play better. And when you have guys like that, passing down to these younger guys and saying, yo, let's go. You could be just like this, man. Dave, sky's the limit for some of these young hitters. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. And it's they got rid of a couple, too, in Matt Veerlein and Nick yep. Maton, but they weren't getting rid of Stott. That's the nah. reason they got rid of Segura. And they have a lot invested in Stott. And I think Stott is one of those guys that, you know, as the season progresses, he he's going to be a really big key to this team. And, and like Javon said, I think Derek Hall is a big piece, too. They got a lot of, you know, Utility players they can plug and play with as well. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season for one of the best lineups in the division and also one of the best rotations. So 85 wins, I think, is is undershooting that just quite a bit with the public out there or whoever you're hearing that from. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And last thing I'll say about Bryson Stott, uh, you know, swings over to second base, uh, not a strong position from a season-long fantasy perspective. So right. Bryson Stott is a guy that I'm telling everybody out there is not from Philadelphia that you'll be able to get later in your drafts that that could really pay off some huge value because he's in a lineup where number one he's going to score a lot of runs okay number two he's going to get a lot of pitches to hit and you know and and he showed when he zoned in especially on two strikes and two outs he he's one of the best hitters in that lineup so uh, i'm looking forward to big things uh dave nle's final thoughts will be up and Elise is a powerhouse. Three playoff teams last year. Going to be a very big fantasy powerhouse once a season. Um, great pitching, great lineups, and some really good FFVPs that we went over today. So one of those you know, divisions that you really want to have a good knowledge on when you head into your season-long drafts and absolutely be ready for it in your early DFSs because I think, I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this division this year. Yeah, I, I second that. I did everything Dave said. I, tremendous, tremendous value uh, from all angles, from a season-long perspective uh, and from a daily DFS perspective. So, again, make sure you're locked in. WinDailySports.com, code word WinBig. Get your first free week on us. WinDaily Gold Membership, $5.99 a week for everything we have to offer. Uh, make sure you're locked in on the YouTube channel for all our upcoming MLB videos from me and Dave, but also everybody from the PGA DraftCast. Uh, the, the guys do a stellar job uh, from the NBA shows that we have, the prize picks, 
Uh, you know, all, listen, all the prop models we have on the website, the optimizers, uh, there, there's so many different things that we have and from the premium articles as well. Next up will be the AL East, uh, you know, next, you know, next couple of days, you know, hop on this YouTube channel. Right, we're going to do some more. We'll, we'll preview positions after we get through all the divisions, uh, some season long strategies from those positions. And then it's going to be go time. And, and, and make sure you're locked in to Sirius Channel XM, uh, 87XM on the weekends, man. Listen, I'll be honest with you. Win Daily Sports is owning the weekends on Sirius XM. Okay? We're, we got to we, listen from Friday night, okay, 8 to 10 or 8 to 11. Like I said, you'll see me. You, 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 you are, I'll see. You're going to hear. Not like John C. You can't see me, right? Uh, you're here. Whether it be me, whether it be Dave, whether it be Jason, whether it be C. It, whether it be Joel. Joel making his triumphant appearance, right? On, on Saturdays uh, from 5 to 7, again, Jason and see it. And on Sunday mornings, grab your cup of coffee. You make your bagel. Get some toast. Get some some pork roll if you like. Some scrapple if you're from Scrap. Philly. I got to have the scrapple, right? On a long hoagie roll from Amoroso's. Uh, for me and Dave talking all things baseball from 7 to 9, man. We got it locked in. Uh, so, everybody, as always, say, stay safe, stay healthy. And, again, let's cash some damn tickets. <laughs>